Welcome back to the WWIA podcast. We hope you're enjoying this special podcast series on the John McDaniel story. If you are, please do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast service. Let's learn more about John's military service as we dive into part two, Ranger School. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I just took a little little tactical pause there. Um, you know, I want to talk about, uh, we're back on my story here, and, and um, we're, we're on ranger school, okay? So let me just frame this up by saying, you know, the same thing I think is true today as it was back then. I ultimately graduated from ranger school as class 1088 for the record, okay? And... Um, so it means I graduated in 88, the 10th course. I don't know, maybe it's like 12 a year, maybe something like that. I don't know, it's changed quite a bit. Back then there was four phases. There was Fort Benning or city phase where they just weeded you out or attempted to weed you out. And we lost, you know, probably 50% of the class it back then, you know, didn't make it through city phase or phase one, you know, at Fort Benning. Phase two was on to Dahlonega, Georgia in the mountains, uh, mountaineering training. Um, and phase three uh, was um, in in, uh, in in Florida, um, and and uh, it was the swamp phase. So you know, went, went from Dahlonega, Georgia, down to Eglin Air Force Base, and you did the uh, the swamp phase. And then the last phase was uh, desert in Dugway, Utah. That that that's now gone. I think it's just three phases now. But um, anyway, so for for the, for for the old school rangers, that's that's what you did. You did four. You did four essentially four phases, and then you graduated, and there were like two weeks per per phase. So um, you know this idea. A ranger school is is the premier um, leadership. It's a leadership course. It's less of a gut check today than it was back then. And I know everybody says, "Hey, the last hard ranger school class was the one they went to." And you know, and I get that. Um, you know, I, I think in the '70s it was you know pretty brutal. You know, and then in the, in the '80s, you know, when I went through, it was it was I think it was had had its brutal moments. It was you know difficult. Uh, I'm not saying it's any more or less difficult today because, you know, I'm, I don't have that experience. But I can tell you uh, it was no cakewalk. I don't reckon it's a cakewalk today. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, just the anticipation of going to ranger school was just like, wow, holy crap, I'm going. Because if you graduate successfully from ranger school, you, you're authorized to wear the coveted ranger tab. And you wear that on your uniform. And, um, and it's super cool. You know, I mean, it's the ranger tab, and anybody who sees it knows that you're a ranger, and um, you know that's uh, you know that's big medicine, that's big juju in the army, and and but it's a leadership school, um, you know, and but they they put all kinds of stress on you. Lack of back the back then, you know, uh, they deprived you of school of, of chow. They deprived you got deprived of sleep, um, and and you were you know stressed. And I, I remember, um, you know later, you know I'll fast forward the tape of you know several three or four four or five years I think it is, and um, you know I later went on to be a, you know, a, a, a ranger. I was a ranger instructor after I left the Third Ranger Battalion. I'll talk about that too. But um, you know my boss at the time, Clyde Newman, uh, you know came into my office. And he's like, 
he's like he throws this big packet on my desk and the army had come into you know into ranger school and, and they had done you know i don't know how many millions like eight million dollar study to follow ranger through all you know the ranger students through all the phases of ranger school and study them take their blood take you know fluid samples you know and 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 trying to find out what's going on you know with ranger why are we losing so many of these guys to this course you know is it the chow is it the sleep what you know what is it you know congress got involved and threw a bunch of money at this thing and they had a and some folks come in and, and, and you know, strapping wrist watches on, on rangers and dunk, dunking them in tanks and checking their vo- body fat percentages and monitoring, you know, their heart rate and, you know, all the sleep and all this stuff, right? Massive study. And and Clyde Newman, my battalion commander, has got a packet of about three inches thick and he throws it on my desk. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you know something, ranger? And I was like, what's that, sir? He goes, the army just spent $8 million figuring out something that we already knew. I was like, oh, yeah, what's that, sir? He goes, Ranger School fucks you up. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Sorry for the colorful language there. I beg your pardon. But uh, that's what he said, and and, and the story's better told that way. So, anyway, if you've got virgin ears, I beg your pardon. So, uh, anyway, um, so there we have it. So, so Fort Fort Benning phase, you know, phase one of of Ranger School. Um, yeah, I, I you got to pass, you got to pass like all kinds of physical tests, you know, and and that I had no problems with that. Never had a problem with the physical stuff. Is you know, I don't want to say it came easy, but I was fortunate enough to never get injured. You know, I was in great shape. I was an athlete, so you know, I, I mean, I was good there. But um, and the first phase, you know, at Fort Benning, I got, I actually got an honor graduate go, which is the highest go. You got to do a patrol. There's a ranger instructor there. You're, you're given a problem set, a mission. You got your rangers with you, your squad, and um, you got to go perform. And they're evaluating everything you do and everything that you fail to do. And so the highest accolade you could get you're just looking for a go you get a no-go you get one more whack at that pinata you get a double no-go you're done that's it you're out okay you don't pass go you're done so there's some pressure there real pressure there and so the very first patrol i draw you know i perform well i get an honor graduate go so i'm i'm moving on to the next phase okay when it's time to go to fort when it's time to go to to, to Dahlonega, Georgia, to the mountain phase, I'm sitting on an honor graduate goal, feeling pretty good about myself, and uh, got a good squad, everything's going great. And uh, Ranger Nolan is my Ranger buddy. They parry up, everybody's got a Ranger buddy. Anyway, so we get to the mountain phase, and they, they'd bust us from Fort Benning to, to Dahlonega, you know, in the middle of the night. You know, of course, we're all sleeping because it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, four or five hour bus drive through the mountains up through the Tennessee Valley Divide to the mountain ranger camp. And everybody's bagging, bagging out hard. And we get there, you know, get off the bus! You know, everybody's, you know, elbows and butts flying everywhere. Get off the bus, you know, and they got the, there goes the floodlights. And you're like, well, now you're awake. Okay, and they got us sitting in and remembering this parking lot, you know, the floodlights are on us. And their ranger instructors were meeting the cadre. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning, you know. And, uh, you know, they're seeing, they might as well be saying, Mama, may I dog face in the banana patch? You're like, you're not really tuned in. None of us were because we didn't sleep in. And we're, you know, just, you know, we're just happy to be there, sort of. And they said a bunch of things like, hey, if you have this, you have that. Here's contraband, you know, blah, 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 blah. One of the things they apparently said, 
and I probably heard it, I just didn't pay attention to it, uh, is that if you have prescription medication, you need to get it checked at the Troop Medical Clinic, the TMC. Well, I didn't have any prescription medication, so I blew that off. And I was like, just one of a bazillion things they're, they're, they're informing you that you can or cannot do at this camp. You know, it's just an extension of the last one, you know, sort of thing. So long story short, um, you know, we are... Um, uh, we're getting our, our, you know, we're getting our, um, our, getting our orders and we're, you know, getting ready to go off on missions. I draw a mission. I get a go. I got to go. Okay. And both, you know, in my, in my patrol, I got to go. So I got to go in the first phase and to go in the second phase. And I'm already looking in my mind to go into the swamps. Well, they're, um, what those ranger instructors, the ranger instructors would do is when we were getting our in the bay doing planning and getting our operations orders from the patrol leader whoever he was at the time the student the ranger and uh, student uh, who was in charge the patrol leader the pl as we call him he's up there giving his operations order but in the background they've had the ranger instructors have had us lay out all of our kit okay so you got your poncho liner your your e-tool goes here your you know your toilet kit goes here your you know all your your meals you know everything's laid out in accordance to to some sort of plan that they've given you and that way the, the ranger instructors can go by and see if you have all your stuff and they can also use the opportunity to dig through your stuff to find out if you have anything you shouldn't have because rangers tricky you know rangers will do some things like hey mom you know writing mom a note Hey mom, could you like make some white chocolate in the form of a of a uh, bar of soap and put it in a bar of plastic soap container? That way I'll have you know chocolate, and the ranger and student instructors will think it's soap. You know, I didn't do that, but I know guys that did. You know, just trying to get over. You know, but I didn't do anything like that. But as as it gets to my 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 layout, my my rucksack, you know, with all my stuff laid out, he's spending a lot. I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, oh my god. That's Sergeant Melville, man. He's digging through my crap. You know, it looks like he's got something in his hand. You know, I'm like, what the heck did he find in there? And I'm racking my head. And so finally the patrol, the, the PL finishes his order. We're supposed to fall in on our gear and pack it back up. And there's Sergeant Melville. Come here, Ranger. I'm like, uh, yes, Sergeant. Now, understand, I'm a lieutenant. But in Ranger School, all your rank is stripped off. You just It just says McDaniel and U.S. Army. You don't wear anything else besides your name tape and U.S. Army, and that's it. And he probably, I mean, he he knows if he wants to find, if he wants to know what my rank is, I'm sure he could find out. And I assume that he knows, you know, that I'm a lieutenant, but it doesn't matter. I mean, your rank means nothing in Ranger School. Here's a Sergeant E6, Melville, never forget it, and he's got a, he's got a baggie with aspirin in it. And I, I recognize that as mine. Um, but I don't recognize it as 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 prescription medication because it's not. I bought it over the counter, and I had it because you know my ranger buddy was you know had cellulitis, you know aspirin's a good little thing you know if you got a you know a headache whatever, and and he goes Mel Melville's got this baggie of aspirin now he's holding it up at eye level at his eye level and he's about three centimeters from my face, and he says, "What's this ranger?" And I said. Well, that's uh, that's aspirin, Sergeant, and I'm standing at parade rest, and there's an officer standing at parade rest for an NCO. Well, that's what you do. And he goes, uh, "Did you get this uh, checked at the TMC Ranger?" And I say, uh, 
uh, no, Sergeant, because it's not. He, he, and he just, you don't have any excuses in, in in Ranger School either. You did it or you didn't do it. And he says, I'm going to F you up, Ranger. And so he, he puts me aside with all my kit. And, you know, my squad is now turned into a twice its size. They did a resection. So they, they made Ranger School, instead of being, a you say, a nine-man squad, it's now 18. Okay, and they combined two squads. You're doing section patrols. Now, mind you, i got to go already. Previous to this is like second week of Ranger, the, the fourth week of Ranger School. I'm in the mountains. I already got my go, but you know, I've I've been I've been I've been put aside because I had contraband. I had a little baggie of aspirin and that I shouldn't have had. And so I didn't know what was going on, but I got these squad radios taped to me because I was going to be an RTO, radio telephone operator on this mission. They're PRC-126s, and I got them, you know, strapped onto my, my load-bearing equipment. And they're, and they're, and they're I've, I've taken 100-mile-an-hour tape, you know, what you would probably talk about it or refer to as duct tape. And I've really got these things secured to me because, you know, that's the Ranger way. I mean, they're not coming off. We're getting on a helicopter. We're flying, you know, 20 20 kilometers on, out to this mission that we're going to go do, and I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll, but they pulled me aside, and so I'm standing there waiting to find out what my fate is. And here comes from the headshed, the headquarters, the battalion commander, you know, and and the sergeant major. I mean, his his number one enlisted guy, and the battalion commander, a colonel, and the sergeant major are coming down from the headshed to meet me with Sergeant Melville. So, long story short, you know, the battalion commander, Johnny something or other, and I've got the paperwork somewhere, <laughs> but he, he starts asking me some softball questions, and then he says something that I don't like. This is a lieutenant colonel talking to a ranger student, you know. I'm a lieutenant, but not in ranger school, not. And Sergeant Melville's monitoring all this, and so is the sergeant major, and I can tell the sergeant major don't like me at all. I mean, just by the way I look, I think he doesn't like me. And so I, the battalion commander said something to me that I think that is it. I think it offended me somehow, some way. Like I was going to be offended, you know. They did. And I, I and I pulled my finger out and I pointed it at him and I said something. I don't know what I said. It wasn't offensive, but I pointed my finger at him. <laughs> and the sergeant major, that was that was it. That's that was a straw that broke the back, camel's back. It didn't matter. The sergeant major just reaches into his pocket, pulls out this buck knife the size of my foot, and he grabs me and he pulls me into him and he says, Ranger, you just pointed your finger at a lieutenant colonel. You're done. And he takes the buck knife and he starts cutting the radios off me, cutting the tape that's got the radio secured in my load-bearing equipment. He's cutting it off. He cuts them both off. And then standing right next to me, because he was summoned, is a ranger from my section, a guy by the name of Tim Callis, who I'm still good friends with today. I hope Timmy's listening to this man. Because the two, ra- the two radios are handed from the sergeant major to Tim Callis, and Tim Callis is looking at me with this look on his face like, oh, Jesus, dude, <laughs> you're done. And I'm like, I'm just looking, I'm not saying anything, like, yeah, I know, I'm done. And so, long story short, they, they wrote me a special observation report, an SOR, for failure to follow instructions because I didn't get my aspirin checked at the TMC. It wasn't even, you know, issued to me, so I must have had it in my little dop kit or something. I don't remember. But long story short, 
I pointed my finger at Lieutenant Colonel. I shouldn't have done that, and and I had to do it all over again. So um, I, I had to do that that entire phase. My go, my Ranger go, my, my patrol go gets erased, and I got to go all the way back through. Um, you know the mountain phase again and oh by the way there's a two-week cycle break so i'm actually there for four more weeks <laughs> a little vacation there painting rocks and 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 doing kp at the mountain ranger camp yes i did yes i did and so i was a recycle okay and again i go back you know it doesn't matter okay it doesn't matter how you start it's how you finish okay it's it's how you finish that matters not how you start okay there's going to be setbacks all along the way it's just a matter of how much heart and how much guts you got and how much you know how much intestinal fortitude are you willing to muster to get done what needs to get done in this case graduate from ranger school with a, with the coveted ranger tab on your shoulder so i spend you know four more weeks you know get my go that time no problem um, but, you know, now you're going to integrate with a new squad. I mean, it's just setback after setback after setback at this point, you know. And so I, f I end up going to the Florida phase. I get through Florida phase, like, pretty much unscathed, no problem. Get my go, um, you know, and move on to Dahlonega. This is the last phase. Now, it, as luck would have it, and we're in Dugway, Utah, we jumped in. Okay, got in, got in planes, you know, Eglin Air Force Base loaded up, flew flew to Dugway, Utah, Proving Grounds. I don't know, what is that, you know, maybe an eight-hour, you know, nine, ten-hour flight, something. You know, it's a long flight, and, 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 and they open up the doors. It's, you know, the sun's just coming up, and Rangers are shotgunning both doors, jumping into Dugway, and it's pure silence. Like, pure silence. I mean, you're getting out of the airplane and the sun's coming up. It's the desert. It's the first time I've ever been in the desert. And long story short, I do, I, I, I draw the last patrol. Like, that's what the last thing you want. You know, after two weeks of being in the desert, being a good little ranger, okay, supporting your squad, the last thing you want to do is get the last patrol because everybody's tabbed out. You know, everybody's tabbed out. They got their stuff. And now it's your turn. And they're droning and they're tired. And they're, it's the last phase of ranger school and everybody's just beat. Now, you talk about leadership challenge. Should I motivate a bunch of rangers who are already tabbed out and all they got to do is just cooperate and graduate and now you got to lead them on the last mission, the last day of the last mission? Well, long story short, my patrol, as the patrol leader, got compromised on the, you know, before we got to the objective and, and I got a no-go. And I had to do that phase over. And P.S. There was a cycle break, so I had to. <laughs> I always say I had to do Ranger School twice because I was there, you know, basically for, for twice the period that most people should be. But anyway, so the second time around in Dugway, Utah, um, you know, of course, you know, there's four more weeks there, two weeks, two weeks cycle. I mean, six weeks in Dugway, Utah, six weeks, you know, uh, same thing in, in in the mountain phase. So I, I did Ranger School essentially twice. But, you know, I graduated, you know, I finally got my last go, my last patrol, I got to go back to Fort Benning, my mom and dad come down for graduation school, my dad pins my ranger tab on me and poof, Ranger McDaniel's born, okay, so that's my ranger school story, and um, yeah, there's lots to that, and, uh, but I think the number one lesson there that, that you ought to take, take with you is don't quit. You know, you're, there's going to be setbacks. It's what you do with those setbacks, you know, um, that really matter. And I remember, I remember, I'll tell you a quick sidebar. I remember when I was at, at, at uh, 
in on the mountain ranger camp and, and in between the cycle break I got a chance to get to a phone, a pay phone, and I, you know, had some quarters or something, and I dialed up my parents and I, who were back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and um, and I had talked to my dad, and they'd been reading all my letters that I sent home and, and uh, sharing some of the trials and t- tribulations that I was going through, and um, my dad said to me, and John, um, why don't you just come home? I remember him saying that. And and it just it it struck me. It's like you know, like I said, Dad, I can't. Like I can't. Like it was not even like you couldn't even get me to think about that. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not coming home. You know, I'll come home when I get my ranger tab and they put me in. I get some leave or something. But I, there's not wild horses couldn't drag me out of here. You know, period. Dot. You know, and so that's the mentality you gotta have in your head before you get there. Like, they're going to have to kill me before I'm going to... I'm not quitting. Like, there's no quit in me, you know? And it's a mental, you know, a frame of mind. You know, guys get hurt all the time. You can't do anything about that, you know? Um, and it's unfortunate. You know, they get medically discharged all the time out of ranger school, doesn't, you know, for whatever reason. But, you know, this idea of, you know, quitting, it's not going to happen. Not for me, all right? So, and it ought to be like that for you, no matter what you decide to do. You know, throw yourself into it. Decide beforehand that you're not going to quit and you're not going to fail. And you're just going to keep going at it until you get it. That's, you know, there's the there's the life hack there. So that's Ranger School. That's that's number seven on my list. And, and, and number eight is, is the, you know, the first unit uh, that I got assigned to. Because after Ranger School, they, uh, they uh, send me to uh, Fort Polk, you know, where I've got my little diamond. But on top of my diamond, I got a Ranger tab. And so that makes me very happy and that, uh, you know, feel like that sets me apart and I certainly earned it. And so, you know, Ranger McDaniel, Lieutenant McDaniel at this point, um, you know, uh, is, is, is very happy to be on active duty um, and still unsure about what's going to happen at Fort Polk. And that'll be the uh, the next chapter. I'll I'll, ta- I'll talk about uh, you know my first assignment as a as a lieutenant uh, at Fort Polk, Louisiana, because it includes a combat tour as well. So we'll take a little break here. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.